Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we are kicking off our new year, our first podcast of 2022 with talking about apologizing. Now, I love this subject. And in fact, this subject gets talked about with every couple that goes through premarital counseling with me. Uh, We walk through a number of topics, but every third session, we talk about conflict, we talk about resolution, but we talk about the art of apologizing. It is so important because if you handle it right, you can catapult your relationship into deeper health. If you ignore it, You can actually handicap your relationship and keep it from moving forward, or you can resort to to some very unhealthy attitudes and actions. And so it was, wow, back on, I think it was January 11th, where a gentleman that I follow on Instagram, he goes underneath the handle of the Spark Guy. His name is Matt. He's a relationship coach, and he posted a great, a great graphic called the, the six A's of apologizing. So I wrote him, and I just said, listen, Could I break this down on my podcast? This list is awesome. I just want to break it down. Would you give me permission? And he absolutely uh, was just so gracious to me, gave me some permission to do this. So Matt, thank you so much. And again, if you're on Instagram, give the Spark Guy a follow. He's going to help you find, keep, and revive the spark in your relationship. His Insta stories are great. His posts are great. Give the Spark Guy a follow. So let's break it down. The six A's of apologizing. This is just awesome stuff. First and foremost, what we need to do is admit we are wrong. Admit that you're wrong. Stop holding up your defenses and admit you are wrong. Now, I've had couples come to me and say, well, somebody's like, well, I don't understand why he's mad or she's mad. I said nothing wrong. But then I talked to them. Well, we have the three T's of communication, timing, tone and technique, that you can have the right information, but you can say it wrong. You can approach it wrong. The timing could have been off. So many times I get people that are just so hung up on being right that they've never stopped to admit that maybe it wasn't the information, maybe it was how it was carried, the technique for which it was done. If we get to the place where we just simply admit we are wrong, we actually bring humility into the relationship so that that relationship can actually get healed and one or the both of you can grow. Admitting we're wrong gets us starting off on the right foot. It's just simple humility. It gets us to the place where we're pliable, where we can grow, and we can move forward together. Secondly, address their feelings. I love this point. I think this is fantastic because it does two things. When you address your partner's feelings, when you literally speak out, hey, I did this wrong and I can see it caused you pain. It made you angry. It hurt you. It cut you to the core. It embarrassed you. If you can recognize the emotional disposition of your spouse, first of all, it tells them that, that they have been fully heard. It tells them they have been fully heard. And secondly, it helps you to make sure that you're fully present so that when you're a listener and you're trying to identify what you did and what it did to your spouse, what it did to your partner, it really helps you to be fully present. So again, they're fully heard, you're fully present, and it puts you in a place where you can actually get to number three, which is accepting responsibility. You're not shifting blame. You're not shifting ownership over your actions. You're not saying, well, it is my uh, coworker's fault for making me mad and me coming home and and, and launching it out on you. Um, It's just, it's setting aside blame and it's owning it. 
and it's telling your spouse that we're going to be mature about this thing, and it's just that simple humility again. I've learned this in counseling marriages for, what, 25 years now, is that if you're willing to show humility and you're willing to seed that in your relationship, don't be surprised when you begin to see humility in your spouse. I promise you, it will take some time. It's going to take some growth on both of your parts. But when you show humility, it invites humility from your spouse. If you want defensiveness from your spouse, then see defensiveness because you're going to get that right back. You are going to reap what you sow. Number four, ask for forgiveness. This is my favorite one because this is something that we have worked for years to not just utilize in our marriage, but utilize in our family. In fact, it's kind of like this hidden rule in our house that we just don't toss out the words, I'm sorry, because it's a little generic. It's it's a little surfacy. We like the words, I was wrong, and we say what we did wrong. Will you forgive me? Because there's only one proper response, and the proper response is this, I forgive you. That's huge. We have raised our kids in that. We have raised our marriage in that. We just refuse to just throw the I'm sorry thing out and walk away. We want to own it because, again, that's that humility working in our life that recognizes that what I did was not just wrong, but I'm owning it. I'm owning what took place. I'm owning the pain that I caused or the confusion that I caused, and I am going to ask for forgiveness. And it puts you in that place where you're humbling your heart. And as a spouse, if you're your partner comes to you and says, will you forgive me? The only response is not yes. It's not okay. It's I forgive you. It's that releasing of it. And then you're owning the release of that forgiveness. Now, let, let me give a little note here. Just because you forgave somebody doesn't mean that trust is 100% there. That you can forgive individuals and still have some broken trust because trust and forgiveness, they're not the same thing. Trust takes time and it takes work to rebuild. And I've met one too many couples for which there's no forgiveness because they think that trust has to be fully restored. And that's not necessarily the case. You can forgive and then after that, work on trust. And that's probably its own podcast right there. Number five, avoid condemnation. And I think this is a double-edged sword here. Avoid condemnation. First of all, when it comes to condemnation, you don't want to throw condemnation at somebody. Walking in a condemning way, I mean, God doesn't do that with us. We shouldn't do that with other people. And so we can go in a condemnation mode where somebody has hurt us and we just launch out at them and we condemn them for all of their acts and everything that they did. Or, get this one, we don't condemn ourselves. This is one that I deal with a lot with couples when they've done something wrong and they've gone through all of these steps, but they go to this place where they just condemn themselves. They just keep beating themselves up. I mean, God has forgiven them, their spouse has forgiven them, but they have struggled, struggled with forgiving themselves. So when it comes to condemnation, you avoid doing it to others and please avoid doing it to yourself. And lastly, but certainly not least, adopt a new plan. Adopt a new plan. Look at what you did and simply ask yourself, what can you learn from this and grow from it? Let it change something about your habits and the way that you conduct yourself and the way that you maybe communicate, you act, uh, the way you consider your, your partner's feelings, all of that. Adopt a new plan. In fact, if you've ever been an intern for me or if I've ever done any mentoring with you and I, I do it with a number of people, there's a famous question that I, that I will bring up. And after a situation has come about, I will simply say the words, what did you learn? 
It's, it's so simple. What did you learn? We've just come through this. What did you learn? I asked my kids that. I asked myself that. I asked my staff that. What did you learn? Because the goal is to not to continue to do the same things over and over again and expect different results. That's the definition of insanity. It's learning to say, hey, this is what happened, and here's how I want to grow. And when it comes to your spouse, it's a great point of conversation that after you've gone through the apology process and talk, it's simply saying, listen, Here's something that I want to do. I want to have a new plan for how to attack this topic, how to deal with this issue. Because when you verbalize the new plan, it helps bring maybe what's a seventh A accountability. And I think that's huge. So, man, go back to January 11th. Look at that graphic from the Spark on Instagram. But maybe more specifically, would you go out for a coffee with your spouse this week and talk about the six A's of apologizing? And what I would invite you to do is this, is show a little humility and talk with your spouse and admit. There's another A word, admit. Uh, would you just admit maybe there's one of or two of these areas that maybe you struggle with a little bit? Maybe there's some areas that you just want to admit to your spouse, hey, this is one of the parts of apologizing I want to work on because I want us to be a better marriage. And the marriage will get better as each spouse continues to get healthier. So Matt, the spark guy, thanks so much for your inspiration for this podcast. Uh, This week, Marriage Monday uh, participants, go out, talk with your spouse, have a conversation about apologizing. Talk about maybe where your marriage struggles in this, not to help see what's not healthy, but more specifically, what you can do to help bring greater health and vitality and bring, here we go, the spark back into your relationship. Love you all. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks for being a listener, everyone. Uh, Join us again next Monday as we dive into Marriage Monday, helping marriages grow one Monday at a time. God bless.